Today's Autoconverse podcast is brought to you by Autoburst Media. Automotive B2B companies are faced with a multitude of challenges right now when it comes to marketing and sales. The perpetual need to attract, connect, and support automotive retailers is growing increasingly more difficult with so much noise in the marketplace. How can your company's message cut through and reach your target audience? At Autoburst Media, we have a way. Through conversations and relationships, we help our clients form, package, and deliver their branded messages in unique ways that create awareness, spark interest, and drive demand. Find out how in our newly revised B2B Demand Generation Quick Start Guide, which you can download free today at autoburstmedia.com. That's www.autoburstmedia.com. Autoburst Media, turnkey content marketing and social media for automotive vendors and industry allies. Get the free guide today. Good afternoon, everybody. Just trying to stay connected here with uh, a lot of people. Um, Just trying to just keep people aware of what's going on in our state what's going on in our communities, what's going on with small businesses. So this morning I read a statistic that Pennsylvania, we, um, a, a state of 12.8 million people, we've had 27,000 people test positive for COVID-19. And of those people, we've had 707 deaths. Of those 707 deaths, 394 of those deaths are from nursing homes that prior to COVID-19 were already overrun. And now we're putting pressure on the people that are running them. And those deaths are related to COVID based on this statistic. I struggle with this because it's not that I have don't have empathy for people that die. I've lost people in my life. I've had to cope with those things. I have complete empathy, but the world, we do die. We do die in this world. I do have empathy for the rest of those 12,800,000 people that wanna live, that wanna go to their jobs, that actually wanna drive their cars that are just stacking up, that wanna fly on planes that the airline industry is going under. I have empathy for my children, for other children that can't go to school, they can't see their friends. I have empathy for all the people that are staying home. I have empathy for all the people that I've had to fire, that other people have had to fire because of this situation. I don't understand. I only am asking for information. We want facts. Tell us what's going on because this doesn't make sense. I've ran a business for a long time now and I make decision based based off of facts. And I don't think anyone in their right mind with a solid brain can make decisions based off of the fact, those types of facts. Please make good decisions. Governor Wolf, this is, if you're in a position to make decisions. Maybe you're scared. Maybe you're scared what's gonna happen. Sometimes we have to live beyond fear. Sometimes you have to actually think of the people and all the other people that are affected. I hope this changes for all of us. This is just 
you know, this goes against everything I was ever taught to believe, to work hard, provide for your families, not depend on others, see what you can do. I hope other people share these same beliefs because our transportation is being shut down. Our freedoms are being taken away. We're required to wear masks and create more fear everywhere we go. And it's not even our choice. We don't get to make these choices anymore. I hope everybody is safe. I hope everyone enjoys their weekend in some capacity. Thank you for following me. That was Rob Ruth, president of Bob Ruth Ford in Dillsworth, Pennsylvania, speaking, as you could hear, with deep grief and concern, a sentiment I believe is shared by a vast majority of Americans. But not all. Not by mainstream media moguls who have effectively developed a narrative to redefine and reshape this nation as we had known it. And not by progressive liberals who will stop at nothing to keep President Trump from being reelected. We're being duped, America, and it's time to make a stand for our freedom and our rights to life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. From Autoverse Media, this is Autoconverse. Hey, we got a good show lined up for you today. Oh, well, I'm a Game of Thrones nut, so that's, that's, that's my jam. The robots are listening. The robots are listening. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of the Autoconverse Mobility Tech and Connectivity Podcast, where we explore people, ideas, and technologies on how we are connected and the way we get around. I'm Ryan Girardi. Glad to be here with you. It's one in the morning for me right now. And by the time I finish this episode and get it published, it'll be much later or earlier, depending on how you look at it. But as I said in the intro, the American people are being duped right now. And it's a pretty serious matter as far as I'm concerned. Originally, this episode was supposed to be about finding that silver lining in all this, a break in the clouds. But looking for that silver lining in the middle of a challenging time like this is not about ignoring the problem. And unfortunately, I think that's what's happening right now. So I'm going to get into that a little bit, why I think we're ignoring the problem. I'm going to lay that out. And then we'll come back around to truly finding that silver lining. So here's what I'm going to start with. As of today, there are just under 900,000 confirmed cases of COVID-19 in the U.S. and just over 50,000 confirmed deceased. Now, if you go solely off those reported numbers, you're looking at over a 6% death rate, which would be alarmingly high but you can't take those numbers for face value. And I think a lot of us are, I think a lot of folks are understanding this. So there's two things to focus on here. For one, of those 50,000, 21,000 of those deaths are in, in the state of New York, mostly in the city. And 5,500 of them are in New Jersey. So you're at almost 27,000 deaths out of the 50 across those two states. Now, the rest of the country outside of that, states that, are, states that have more than 1,000 include Michigan, Massachusetts, Louisiana, Illinois, Connecticut, California. Surprisingly, California's only at 1,500. Pennsylvania at 1,700. And that's it. 
Everybody else has fewer than 1,000, and most states have fewer than 100. Most are in the double digits. Now, I don't, I'm not going to take the, the deaths lightly here. That's not the point at all. The point is, of the confirmed cases, of people that have been tested and confirmed, what we don't have are the number of people with COVID-19 that are not confirmed, that are passing it around. And when you add those in there, that unknown number, that death rate goes way down. Now, I'm not going to cite sources, but uh, it's estimated that the true death rate is about 0.05%, less than 1%. Now, to put some honest contrast on that, we are dealing with a virus, a disease that we don't have a vaccine for. And while a vaccine would be nice, whether we ever get one or not, and if so, when, is not something we can't sit in our house. <laughs> we cannot be in quarantine until that day arrives. Okay? That's just, it, it's not going to work that way. So that's not an option. Now, the other thing we need to look at are antibodies. And there's testing going on now to test for antibodies. What we're finding is that there are lots and lots of people in the U.S. with antibodies, which means that they've contracted COVID-19 and didn't even know it. Those of us, anyone who had had the disease but didn't know it, probably passed it on. And it is very spreadable and it's undetectable. But look at Sweden. If you haven't heard, Sweden didn't enforce any quarantine. Now, I just watched a video of a tour in Stockholm, and there are people that are being, that are being protective of themselves, elderly people, people with underlying conditions. Uh, they're quarantining themselves. They're, they're isolating themselves. But, but as a state, they're not mandated to. And the reason behind that is Sweden took a gamble. They figured, let, the, let COVID be here, and let's, get, let's develop the antibodies because that will keep you healthier. Now let's talk about antibodies for a minute. As of right now, there are fewer than 10,000 confirmed cases of COVID-19 uh, in minors, in, in children under, under 18 years of age. And of those, only 17 children have died. I think under the age of 10 have, have died as a result of COVID. What does that tell you? Well, children naturally have more antibodies specific to the coronavirus. COVID-19 is a new strand of coronavirus, but coronavirus is a common cold virus. And children who have persistently dirty hands and put their hands and fingers all over their face at all times have higher antibodies. They have more antibodies. Children aren't traveling as much as adults are. You'll notice that most of the people that have contracted the disease are concentrated, like we just said, in, in, uh, in, in dense urban areas like New York City. New York City is a, uh, the epicenter, if you will, of the world. It's the most international uh, one of the most international cities in the world. And so from, from December through March, remember, we, we didn't shut down the economy until the second week of March. Even though President Trump stopped planes from coming in uh, from, from China in January, I think it was January 26th or 29th, and then from, from most European countries a, a couple weeks after that. But fact of the matter is, for three solid months, 
COVID-19 was getting passed around and it all started in New York. And that's why we're seeing what we're seeing. But that's okay. In fact, the more people that develop the antibodies, the better. And that leads to the problem of why we're hiding. Because right now, while we're sitting in our homes and not getting coronavirus, then you're not developing antibodies. And so as we start going back out into the world and intermingling, guess what's going to happen? We're going to see the spread uptick again. And the media is going to jump all over that. So our saving grace, as far as I'm concerned, is antibodies. It's almost like you want to get it. Now, obviously, there's certain, certain people don't, you don't want to get this. Uh, let, let's, when you look at the numbers, there's two demographics that are affected by this. And people keep, keep, keep attributing this to age, and it's not age. It's your immune system. So when you contract COVID, your body, your immune system tries to fight it off and kicks in a fever, right? It tries to fight it off. Well, what do most people, what are most senior citizens, what do they have in common other than their age? They're on medications. Anyone who's on medications, look at your medications. Because if that drug weakens your immune system, then you don't want to get COVID. You just don't want to. If you are obese and have heart conditions, if you have diabetes, you don't want to get COVID. You need to protect yourself. You need to look out for yourself. That's up to you. 85 to 90% or more of people that are passing away from COVID have, as we know, pre-existing health conditions. But what's not being reported is that they're on medication. Look, I say all this because, again, hiding, quarantining ourselves, shutting down the economy has an adverse effect on the health of Americans. Think of the stress that you're going through right now, the anxiety the accelerated heart rate, the mental anguish, the isolation, the loneliness, or in some cases, the frustration of being cooped up for too much, for too much you know, with, with your family. That can wear on you too. So while we have governors and the CDC and the media saying we need to, we need to protect ourselves, our health is so important, yet it's not. Yet no one's really looking out for you in the sense that what about your health right now? What about those? What about your health from not getting COVID? So again, I go back to we can't hide away from the problem. There's so many things not in our control, but what is in your control, of course, is what you can, what you do with yourself, your mental health. I know myself. I'm I'm taking a lot more walks during the day. Um, I'm meditating more. And, uh, but I could do better. I could definitely do better. But look, can't ignore the problem, need to find those silver linings, and need to be planning for life tomorrow. Because this will pass. It will pass. The entire world is grappling with COVID-19 and what it means for, for each of us, personally and professionally. Industries are changing. Companies struggling to find ways to adapt and, and people just being worried. But we won't let this defeat us. And it's not just the disease. You're being attacked from multiple angles. The disease is one thing. Chances are you're going to end up getting COVID-19. Chances are. 
And depending on your, your health status, chances are you're going to be just fine. It'll be like having a, a, a severe flu. But if you're on medications that weaken your immune system, or if you have an underlying condition, then you really do want to look out for yourself. You can't count on this. The quarantine's not going to help. We've curbed the disease for sure, but life's going to start coming back. COVID's going to be around. It's a serious matter, but we won't be defeated by it. About, um, you know, a, a very serious matter of something that's impacting our economy and our people and the health and well-being of our society. But we're already talking about the things that we're going to learn from this and how we're going to come out of it a stronger industry nation because we're going to learn about working remotely. We're going to learn about just, you know, maybe a reminder, wash the hands, you know, just all these types of things. We're going to be a stronger nation, global enterprise after we come out of these things. That was Katie Jackson Richter from Cuneo Advertising in, in early March, just as the pandemic was gaining traction in the mainstream. And even in those early days, Katie found reassurance in how many people were approaching the situation with a view of the future. And looking f- towards the future is great. You need that hope. You need that light. You need to find the silver linings in the present, the things that give us strength and motivation to keep moving forward. Here's one for you. Uh, Companies now, especially dealers, are forced to uh, adapt new ways, more flexible working hours, routines, environments, virtual showrooms, online payment. I mean, if anything in the auto business, this situation is going to truly impose and force digitization of the retail process. Just look at it as bell to bell, no weekends off, that kind of thing. And that's the way it is. It's the way it's always been. Now they're starting to be forced into thinking about, yeah, it may be more uh, beneficial for us health-wise to let some people work from home and, and phone in and work on their computers to follow up with customers at home. And it, it's 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 taken something like this to change that. And that's, that's gonna be a positive spin that comes out of it. Something serious can still have a silver lining. That was my good friend, Mike Carrera from Dealer Built, uh, back in that same conversation in March. Appreciate you tuning in and uh, being a listener. Do me a favor, share the podcast with somebody. If you like, if you like this, which, which I can only assume you do, uh, share the podcast with somebody. It'd be, um, be huge for us. And uh, if you haven't already, head on up to uh, iTunes or Google Play and uh, leave us a review and let us know what you think. Thanks for being a listener. Again, I'm Ryan Girardi, and uh, you're listening to the Auto Converse Mobility Tech and Connectivity Podcast. This is Autoburst Media.